I want me some glory hope. Football Glory Hole Recap Podcast for Week Three, right here on the Sports Patio. Whether you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spreaker, or on iHeartRadio, we thank each and every Glory Hole seeker for tuning in this week. You boys and girls should know how this goes by now. We're gonna over the good, the bad, the arguing, heading, and we're give you some likes, leans, and some look-aheads looking at Week Four, but. We will delay no longer, Longhorn. Here we go, baby. And now it's time for the good. Oh, that's good. That's good. Well, that's just fucking great. That's just fucking great. The bad. Is this bad? Is this bad? Well, that's fucking not good. And the are you fucking kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me? God damn it. Are you fucking with me? Boys and girls, and as always, we start off with the good and the good last week. Well, a lot of good stuff. A lot of good stuff once again. Uh, overall, winning week for the clients. That's our second out of four so far on the season. So that's always nice. Uh, winning in the NFL, winning in college. That's a little bit more like what we're used to around here, Longhorn. <laughs> yeah, I like I like winning weeks more than losing weeks. <laughs> I feel like if we put more winning weeks together than we do losing weeks, then we're going to Get this thing turned around and end up right where we uh, should be by the end of the season. Well, we're two and two right now. We're two and two, we're batting five hundred. So we got to get a little bit better than that. Uh, another great week in the contest. Longhorn three and one right now with Tampa Bay pending. Uh, three and two for me. Two and zero oh on the free picks. That's those are six and two, I believe, yep. now in the season. Six Woo! and two. Um. Longhorn hit the danger zone on Houston. Longhorn, you got any thoughts on those Texans? Yeah, that that Stroud is by far the best rookie quarterback so far. It's not even really close at this point. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> it is not close. Uh, not even a little bit. Uh, that's not... Oh, hold on, hold on. I don't know if we're going to touch that game again, so let me just get this out yeah, of the way. Yeah, go ahead. Um, for those that didn't see it, there was a, and this is when Jacksonville still had a chance to kind of, they had just scored a touchdown, and you were like, okay, you know, eventually Jacksonville's going to come back and win this game. Were, I was never worried about them coming back and covering, but you figured at home they would come back and maybe squeeze out a field goal win, which I did have them wrapped up into some teasers, so I did want them to come back and get that win. However, after a touchdown, I believe you know, somewhere in the late third quarter, maybe, I don't know, somewhere around there. I'm going to start taking notes, by the way, on these games so I can get exact uh, times and, and situations. But they kicked off, and they did a they did one of those high, mm, drop it around the 7 to 10-yard line thing where it's either going to induce a fair catch, and, of course, in the new rule, they get it out to the 25, I believe, or, you know, an up-back catches it, and they, they fall forward for, you know, whatever yards they do. Well, <clears throat> 
the best of every world happened for Jacksonville for a brief moment because the up back, full back, uh, big old H back, full back, number 47, I think, he doesn't fair catch it. He says, uh uh-uh. uh. I'm going to catch this. This is as, my moment, baby. <laughs> yeah. He said, he doesn't let the up, the guy from behind him who's screaming in the, the, the fast guy. He's like, nah, I'm not getting out of the way. I'm catching, I'm getting this ball. He tries to catch it, fumbles it. So mm. this is just going perfect for Jacksonville. This is their chance. Well, it, it fumbles in front of him. He s- scoops it immediately up, turns to the right. And somehow a fullback goes like 80 fucking yards for a touchdown and nobody oh, caught him. Oh, my God. <laughs> How does that <laughs> even – that's when you know it is your fucking day right there. Oh, yeah, I didn't see that play. That's fucking amazing. <laughs> oh, he was bumbling and stumbling, <laughs> breaking tackles. And when – I mean, he was in the clear almost the whole time after he broke a couple initials. And is and then eventually you're like, okay, cool. He's down the sideline. Somebody's gonna come in from from the left and just suck, you know, get the angle and and take him out around the the 10, 20 yard line. No, nobody ever came. He just fucking worked his way down. It's just nice, easy touchdown. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! Did Mike Allstott show up for Houston? What the fuck happened? Oh, he was much slower than Mike Allstott. <laughs> oh no. Uh. I didn't think that was your best call, though, of the week. To me, your best call, and you didn't even do it on the podcast, so I'm going to brag about you a little off the podcast. Uh, putting San Francisco in the Super Contest. Look, if you never mm. played the Super Contest, it's it's really difficult to play the Thursday games for a couple different reasons. One, Thursday games, unless they're in certain situations, they kind of just tend to be weird. They're always sloppy. Both teams are tired or beat up. You never get the best effort really from either side, and I wouldn't say that we did on that Thursday from either side either. That was a very sloppy game. But the other thing that makes it very hard to put Thursday games in is because once you turn in a Thursday game, you have to turn in your full slate. Those are the rules. I didn't make them, but that is the rule. So you lose the advantage of getting to wait till the Saturday, the last-minute injury report, this and that, any other kind of information. So I thought that was a great call. to, And they were laying 10, which is never easy to do in the NFL. That's the third thing that made it uh, such a great call. I just thought that showed some big fucking balls on a week where we're definitely gunning for the 5-0. Uh, and yeah. I thought it was the right side all the way. I don't know if I'd have had the guts to do it, just being honest, but I thought that was a great fucking call on uh, San Fran. So what was your thought process on that? Well... <laughs> Uh, my thought process was let's either get this win and set myself up for a nice Sunday slash Monday, or let's just go ahead and get the loss out of the way. I don't really have to stress about it and uh, just carry on and get a three and two or four and one or whatever the case would be. Um, turns out it was the worst case scenario because I won that one, won the both games on Sunday at noon and three, and then the Raiders broke my heart uh, last night. So Yeah, we'll get to those assholes here in a minute. Staying oh, yeah. positive right now, though. Uh, any more stuff you want to shout out? Your round robin, I think you did pretty good on that this week. Oh, no, my round robin was shit this week. Oh, okay. It was shit. Well, I mean, I got the Houston, but, you know, I backed it up with with uh, Denver and Washington Redskins. Mm. Yeah, mm. well, we might touch on Well, yeah, we'll probably touch on them a little later. Uh, let's see. Uh, another winning week for me in the college contest, so I did get to – Cash a couple of parlays out. I didn't officially hit any. I had, uh, I think, Tampa Bay left in one and the Rams left in the other one. I said, no, thank you. They're offering me four to one of my money right now. I will take that and walk, and I did. So, yeah, maybe I pussed out, but whatever. 
I took the cash. Uh, oh, fun. the Chiefs teaser and the under teaser, the two-game teaser I talked about on the podcast that I bet. <laughs> that one, I didn't that have is, to sweat that one very that well. That is definitely not a Stanford Wong teaser. Definitely not, and most people <laughs> tell you not to do that, but I but felt do what you want. It. Do what I want. And that, that trend I gave out was just too strong on the under going. Now, the under got, I mean, with the tease up, it didn't get close. But if you played the regular under, that did get close. So, um, Yeah, well, I mean, I would say the, the the call that I liked the best that you made was a New England call um, in the Super Contest at minus two and a half. You know, it just not only was it a good call, and that's why I'm talking about it, but also it was like the one I'm just kicking myself the most for not putting in. I think I texted you, you know, the two at the the two out that I didn't put in was New England minus two and a half and Indy plus seven and a half. And it's like, you know, I could already have, I could already have the five and O and we'd be sitting in the money. But, you know, I just, why did you, what made you pull the trigger? I mean, I don't even know why I didn't pull the trigger. I think, you know what it was? I was scared of Mac Jones fucking it up and I just didn't want to go down with him throwing a pick six to sauce or some, or just getting no time in the pocket. So I just didn't pull the trigger, but I should have. Yeah, it was just the history of, and again, I'm the first person to shit on Belichick every time, but he's got great history since uh, Brady left against the Zach Wilson kid. Um, obviously, again, now I don't know what it is, 6 or 7-0, and ATS and straight up. I mean, Zach Wilson averages like 120 yards a game passing against Bill Belichick's defense. I think that's about the number he came in on, on Sunday. Their offense wasn't good. Obviously, they scored 15 fucking points, and they still covered in the NFL, which is stupid. Mm. So you were right to have your fears over the McCookie monster because obviously he wasn't very good. But and, I just and, I put my faith in Bill and that matchup, and that's that's just the way I went with it. And just uh, just a note from the game, you know, the the line was two and a half, so it doesn't matter in this one. But but you know, usually that line's going to tick up to three. And it's funny because if it had ticked up, and it maybe have, it maybe did it tick up to three before game time? I'm not I sure. I think it might have closed there. I haven't changed, seen the official yeah. closes yet. Well, well, if it was at three and you got it at three late in the week, uh, there was a play at the end of the game that was so, just so exactly why you take New England in this spot because Zach Wilson, they're down by three. So you're sitting on a push very late in the game. And I think New England punted down to, uh, the goal line. They, they down it down near the goal line, one or two yard line. And Zach Wilson drops back to pass and steps on the fucking end line. And gets a fucking sack. Gets a fucking So even if it had been on three and you took it, you can, you can always count on something stupid like that from the Jets to, to get you in the cover. Oh, those poor old Jets. I thought this <laughs> might be their year. Uh, we did tell you on the preseason pod, because we went over in the same one, the NFC and AFC East. That the number one bet or number sorry the number two most bet teams on their under season total under from the wise guys in Vegas were the Giants and the Jets. Now I think they got a little fortunate maybe on the Jets with A.A. Ron going out. Obviously that's a big turn in their favor, but obviously they were pretty right about those Giants because man do they fucking stink. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see anything else? I got. Oh yeah, so I got to brag on my boy the stash. I love this kid. I love this kid. I say kid. He's almost as old as I am, I think. Uh, <laughs> the backup quarterback now for Indy. He just keeps, you know, bouncing around the league, keeps getting these opportunistic, you know, chances to start. 
the dude just makes plays, man. He wasn't great or whatever, but he just he goes out there. He never says die. And you know what? He went on the road and beat a Baltimore team when they were seven and a half point dog. So kudos to the stash. And uh, my boy, he just keeps living his dream, man. I love it. Yeah, he was pretty fucking bad yesterday. I watched a lot of that game. Now, I'll tell you who was fucking really good from that game was the guy that, uh, the kicker that they gave like just insane amount of money to in the offseason and they got ridiculed. Yeah, this guy goes out, Matt Gay, hits five for five. I think like 450 plus yarders. Jesus. And they get the fucking win. And, and you know, um, Baltimore, they had a chance to, to they had a chance in overtime, a missed call. But not only that, they had a chance with zero time left on the clock. Justin Tucker lined up for a 60, I think 60, 61 yarder. He fucking strokes that thing. It's dead fucking red. I'm already celebrating. I'm like, yeah, all right. Got the, got the cover on the tees. It falls short. Oh. It falls a yard short. And that is how you get a win on the road against Baltimore. Uh, well, he is. I think he is older than I am, so I'll give him a pass for being, I guess, a little short on a 60-plus yard field goal. Yeah, those days might be coming to an end. I can't believe you didn't shout out your boy uh, Keenan Allen. Uh, I believe he became the first player ever to have three 15-plus reception games. And he scored like a, he had to score a 1,000 fantasy points at least. Yeah, he was – I mean, he was amazing, but, uh, I mean, I don't know. Where, where do you want to put – the the dolphins in in this podcast is we have to talk about them uh we're gonna go to the are you fucking kidding me section for that i believe um all right well then yeah the chargers the chargers were they just chargered that's all they did like i mean again they cannot run the ball i guess without um what's his name eckler i mean there was no i think kelly had was 11 carries 12 yards like how do you go from a from good rushing team to nothing, absolutely nothing? I don't get it. Yeah, no, that was all, that was all on your boy. Um, threw for like four hundred yards, so he definitely put them on his back and carried them to a victory, which we will get to now in the bad section. Ah, Minnesota for me in the contests. You know what? It's my own fault. For taking them, I said it on the pod. I said this was a pass for me in the passiest fucking game <laughs> of all fucking time. It's two shit luck teams playing each other at a yeah. pick 'em, and I should have just fucking stuck to it. But they were my last in at the last fucking second. Yeah, it was. It came down to me between them and Cleveland. And Cleveland, I never wanted to play. But everybody and their fucking mom was on Tennessee, and I was like, there's no fucking way that they're going to go do this again. Something told me, just go with Cleveland. I didn't do it. Ah, I went with Minnesota. Yeah, the contest is hard, man. Like, it's, it's, you know what? The, the, the contest is hard enough. It, and then what happens in the contest is you just start overthinking yourself sometimes. Oh, yeah. And, and it's, and it's definitely gets that way when, you know, and it's just like anything else when you're on a, you know, when like I'm on a heater right now. So like, I don't, I'm trying not to, I'm trying not to just overthink things and just kind of let them flow. Uh, but, but you know, it's going to go bad for me too. So there's going to be weeks where I'm not, it's just kind of in that middle area and you just start, you're just, you're not in sync. You're starting to over, overthink things. You're questioning yourself. And maybe the best way to go about it in that scenario is just go with your initial life. 
And I did that uh, for my other four picks. So Las Vegas is my other loss. I can't. I mean, that that was always going to be a loss. I would take them. I would take them every fucking time. I'll get to them in a second. But yeah, definitely. Uh, get to them. You know what, Minnesota? I, I just said it. They're going to have the worst luck possible, and it showed up again. Herbert threw an absolute terrible ball for an interception. The Minnesota guy has it go right off his goddamn chest, and not just like fall to the ground. I mean, that's bad enough. No, no, no. Straight up in the air, and somehow he propels it behind him to the receiver who's standing on the goal line waiting for this ball to get there that was never going to get there. It goes up over his head, off his chest, right to the receiver, touchdown for the for the Chargers. And then at the end of the game, you know, Cousins throws one. It was tightly contested. It, did, it was in, I guess, the tight end's hands. He tried to catch it. He didn't catch it. He basically kind of slung it behind him, straight to the defender that was standing behind him in the end zone. Yeah. And that was an interception that sealed the game. So, I mean, it's just like that right there is going to be Minnesota season in a nutshell. I mean, they were 11-0 one-score <laughs> games last year. Said it a million times. They won 13 games with a negative point differential. They're already 0-3 one-score games this year. That's just the way the season's going to go. I don't know why I ever put them in the contest. Minnesota is just one of those teams. It's like the, it's just never Minnesota this year. It's just never, cause they're not bad enough to ever be like seven, eight, nine point dogs. So you're going to get these fucking same tight ass lines and something is going to go badly for them. That's just what's going to fucking happen. It can't happen all year though. I mean, like, I mean, I know it, it happened, happened all year for them good last year. So what are the odds of it going completely the other way this year? Like, com- like all bad. Like there's no way. Well, you're supposed to be 50 50. And they went 11 and 0. So they can go 0 and 11. And that would not be out of the realm of statistical probability. Yeah. I'm going to be looking to back them at some point down the road when, when the. Maybe when they trade cousins and then they are eight and nine point dogs. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm all over it then. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, the Sounder on New Orleans Longhorn, mm. beyond just a brutal <clears throat> beat because the car injury. Do you got any thoughts on that one? Uh, no, other than love is still bad. Like, I mean, I still don't believe in love. I know he's getting a lot of, you know, praise for doing that comeback. Like, that game was going to get so fucking ugly. It already was ugly. Yeah. And he, and he was going to have any points through three fucking quarters. And he looked home. bad. And he looked really bad. And that's what I said on the podcast is he hasn't played from behind like this yet. And this is going to be his first challenge against good defense. And it looked exactly the way it was supposed to be. Um, but, you know, uh, credit to him. He did make some plays. They weren't pretty. Like even even when they were scoring and getting the two point conversions, oh, it was a fucking just pulling teeth struggle. It was so ugly. Um, so you know, talk about a team that's going to be they're two and one, overvalued. Now they will get they will start to get some of these players back that that have been missing. Uh, so that's going to add to their value, of course, with Watson and 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 um, Aaron Jones coming back and and some def- defensive players, but. I'm looking to fade Love again still going forward because he is just not good. He's not good. They could be one of those – they could be the team, one of the teams this year with a horseshoe up their ass. Um, Might be. The way it's going so far. Because, I mean, they're absolutely getting dominated. And then Derek Carr goes down. You get the Crab King in. I mean, you know you know how that's going to go. So Yeah, they're saying Carr got – they're lucky it was on grass or it would have – you know, when he got gorilla pimped, it would have just broke his shoulder or – clavicle i really don't know but yeah may have dodged a bullet yeah thankfully for that and my new orleans saints they might still be alive uh, and, and kamara's coming back this week so yeah hopefully that'll help 
Uh, my worst call of the week, uh, easily UTSA. Beep, beep. My Roadrunners uh, took a giant shit on us. <laughs> now, I heard all week that the quarterback was going to play, and we took him at 21. I saw the line tick down on Thursday to 20, so I was like, okay, Harris, Frank Harris is going to play. Let's fucking go. Woke up Saturday, and the line was 24, so I knew we were fucked already. <laughs> and Because yes. without Frank Harris, UTSA is just a dead <clears throat> team. I mean, their defense is literally <clears throat> one of the worst in the country. But they can score the football when that kid plays. And anytime you give me three touchdowns with a team that can score the ball, it's really just a fucking auto bet. Because in, in college football, eventually you're going to get that backdoor opportunity, especially if you can score the ball and not going to pull your starters, which they weren't going to pull them, obviously. But that didn't work out. I fucking hate the college injury reporting. Uh, it needs to at some point be regulated. I don't know how they do that unless they separate from the NCAA entirely, which a lot of people were calling for. But, you know, at some point, this is a, this is a legalized market now. They've got to do something to give us some kind of better insight to this. It's not like the NFL where they, have, they don't have to have any kind of designation. There is no fucking insider reporting on all these goddamn schools. I mean, you're going to believe every fucking... Uh, you know, intern that fucking puts out a tweet about... I mean, no, dude. Like, that... It's so ridiculous that this is what we're having to depend on uh, for, you know, injuries in college football. And I hate... The other thing I hate about college football right now is that nobody kicks fucking field goals anymore. Like, what the <laughs> fuck? You do not always have to go for it. Arizona, you're down three points in the first fucking quarter on the road. So, to, to a team that you're laying 12 to, so, and you're on the 21-yard line. They're 21. Just kick the ball. Tie the game. That takes any little momentum they had away. No. What do they do? They go for it. Bam. Now it's fucking game on. Now it's fucking game on. Oh, my God. That was, oh, I was so fucking pissed. Yeah, and I'm going to go ahead and, even though it's still live and playing right now as we're recording, my worst call is definitely going to be these Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They are losing 20-3 to three oh, halfway through the fuck. third. And... Uh, you know, th- there was when I put this this bet in in the super contest. It was on Thursday. Uh, the injury reports were supposed to be Slay and Bradbury questionable. Probably not going to lean in towards not going to play. But you know what? I'm not even going to use that excuse because I also said they wouldn't be able to run on Tampa Bay, and Swift is just carving them up. So bad all the way around, and I got definitely got Tampa Bakered on this one. Uh, uh, let's see what else I got here. Oh, fucking Jay Norville, coach of Florida State. So, mm-hmm. apparently he's fine with an offense that just runs nothing but fucking go routes. So, game on the line, you get to third down by running two go routes that went, you know, they didn't hit. I'm screaming. Throw the ball over the middle of the field. It's wide fucking open. This is college football. And then they do, and guess what? They get a wide open fucking first down. And then we just need about eight yards to get into field goal range, you know? And what does Florida State do? Four straight go routes. The <laughs> last one was on fourth and ten into double coverage. It was basically a fucking Hail Mary. Now, we did win that game. But oh my God, do fucking better. You have a real quarterback. This kid, Travis, from Florida State, I've never been big on him. He's been a slow comer, man. He's like develop and develop and develop. Every year getting a little bit better. At this point, man, this kid actually, he's got a, a plus arm. 
His accuracy is really fucking good. He's great in the pocket. I mean, he he runs like Mahomes runs. He can run. He doesn't like to run. He can do it when he needs to. But basically, he shuffles around the pocket and finds fucking open guys. And he's extremely accurate. There's no... I mean, you do that kind of shit when you're fucking South Mississippi and you've got nothing else. You just, let's throw the ball up. Hopefully our fucking guy gets a 50-50 ball. Ah, maybe something will happen. That's when you do that shit. Not when you have the athletes and the quarterback that Florida State had. I mean, my God, what a fucking shit coaching job that was. Thank God that uh, we got the fucking uh, big play on defense and then they did win it in overtime. And basically that whole bet was just a fade of... Cade Klubnick, anyway, of fucking Clemson. First of all, you can't win games when your name is Cade fucking Klubnick. So mm. that that was really what that was. Thank God he turned out to be the difference because Jay Norvell, oh, son, if you want a chance, if you even want a chance in the playoffs, you have got to fucking do better than that. Yeah, I watched some of that game. He kind of reminds me of the way, and I don't know his size, the quarterback size or anything, but he he just remi- he does remind me of Bryce Young the way he plays in the pocket. And I think he's more he's not as thick as Mahomes, but I think he's about six two. He's more like Aaron Rodgers. I'd say probably six two, maybe two fifteen or so. Yeah, well, his receivers are six four, two fifteen, and six seven, two thirty five. Yeah, they're giant. I know they're giant, and that's why they just throw that shit up. I'm like, dude, you don't just have to do that. Um, other thing from the bad, uh, Longhorn, you want to touch on the cows, your Super Bowl pick from the NFC? How bad was that? Um, it was bad, but I'm not, I'm not going to freak out about that. I mean, they were down three starting offensive linemen and, uh, obviously Diggs was hurt, but they're going to, they're going to be just, I mean, they're obviously you want Diggs, but they're going to be fine in the, in the grand scheme of things without him. I mean, everybody's going to have injuries and have to deal with, with, you know, players out. My biggest takeaway, though, is that, you know, and we, you know, we talked about the McCarthy thing at the beginning of the year, uh, and that was my one concern, even though I picked them as my Super Bowl team in the, in the NFC. But my concern now has been confirmed, and that this team is built to win one way. And, and it's a good way because when you have a dominant defense, it can work. But they're built to be in the lead and win with defense. You know, ball control on offense – don't turn it over and win with defense. And when they get in a game like this, you know, where they're, where they're getting punched in the mouth and they're, and they're falling behind, that's not going to be a, the type of game that they are necessarily going to be able to win. And you don't really like that as your Super Bowl pick because you, you know, your Super Bowl picks, you want them to be able to win from that script. And also when they, when they get behind, be able to, you know, like a Mahomes come back from behind. So I'm not, I don't like the way. That they're built to win because, but honestly, that's the way it was always going to be with McCarthy taking over the offense like this. So that's my takeaway is they can only win one way. My only real big takeaway from the game is, and it's just a growing trend, is they're just, they're bad in the red zone, man. If they can't run the ball in the red zone, you know, Dak is not great down there throwing the football. He never really has been historically, but his mobility has always given him an X factor. He can't run anymore. I'd like to see some more on that when their O-line's healthy. But, yeah, that's something to watch for sure. Well, they haven't been good all season so far. So, And McCarthy, I mean, they were really only good in the red zone in Green Bay because Aaron Rodgers is fucking Aaron Rodgers. So yeah. that's yeah. my that's my only big takeaway. And that, that will get you beat uh, against good teams is kicking field goals for sure. It's a concern. It's a concern. All right, last thing on the bat for me, and this is the stat of the week from college. 
Oh my God. So Penn State beat Iowa 31 to nothing. Not the worst score in the world, but here is the, one of the worst things I have ever heard. In the game, four quarters they played, Iowa had 76 yards of offense for the whole game. But here, here's where it gets better. They had 366 yards of punts. <laughs> oh, my God. Who tracks punt yardage? <laughs> 366 yards of punts and 76 of offense. Those things are supposed to be flipped right around. <laughs> this is Iowa, you said? Iowa. I hate Iowa. I don't, I don't think there's a college team that I hate watching more than them. Oh, they. I mean – when you take Iowa, just you're in for a bloodshedding of a fucking afternoon because it is like paint drying watching them try to fucking score the ball. Jesus Christ. They got to be a 60% under team. It's, they just Every game goes under for them. Yeah. That uh, that over-under, I think, closed at like 46, which is, if you're on a service high. academy, that is fucking unheard of. And it didn't even come close. Yeah. All right, moving on to the argue. Fucking kidding me! This week, I got two off the top. Uh, UCLA, we had them plus four. And, you know, the cameras, that's another fucking injury thing or whatever. Heard he probably wasn't going to play. Took him at four. Then all of a sudden, it's down to two. I'm like, God damn it, he's going to play. And then all of a sudden, Saturday morning, it's back to six. Like, ah, he's not playing. Sweet. Got us a good shot here. And then on the first play of the game, they throw a pick six. First play. And then Utah scores one touchdown the rest of the game. Mm. So you take that one pass away, it's a 7-7 game. Going in the end on field goals, maybe to overtime. Got a good shot. First play of the game, fucked us right in the ass. And the second one, Notre Dame, we had them plus three. Well, they're up by four. There's three seconds left. Ohio State has the ball on the one-yard line. We're up by four. Ohio State scores to go up two. Sure, and win. Great. Don't give a shit. We had three. We're good, right? Players rush the field. I'm like, fuck yes. We got the cover. No, 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 no. Wait, the referee says, please clear the field. Put one second back on the game clock. Because, you know, somehow... They said hut and pushed a whole bunch of humanity into a pile. You know how they always pile up? Takes Mm -hmm. a referee a good second to call a touchdown at any time. No, no, no. All that happened in two seconds, Longhorn. Two seconds. Not three. Mm -hmm. Two. So I'm like, okay, well, if this coach is smart, which Ryan Day's not. He's an idiot, and I hate him, the coach for Ohio State. Uh, If he's smart, like, what's the only possible way you can lose this game at this point? Kick the extra point. Notre Dame blocks it, runs it back for two, right? So Mm -hmm. why would you kick the extra point? Just fucking take a knee, squib the ball down, game over. Nah, fuck that. We're rolling the dice, baby. Kick that extra point, and they did, and of course they make it. And of course then they squib it, and the game's over, and we get a fucking push, all because somehow it didn't take three seconds to fucking score a touchdown. God damn it. Oh, okay. I didn't see the end of that. That's, wow. That's not good. Oh, that was such a dick kick. I mean, we had a winning day in college, but man, that pushes a whole nother unit up. Oh, what a dick kicking that was. Yeah, it's a two unit. I mean, it's basically a two unit swing because you 
take the win away and yeah yeah you get it. you get it uh, uh all right now let's talk about or let you talk about um I think Miami's just, yep, they just scored another touchdown. Mm-hmm. They did, they're up to 150 points now. So, what the think- fuck happened? Yeah, and the reason why this is not, are you fucking kidding me? Two reasons. Are you fucking kidding me? They scored 70 points. And Denver, are you fucking kidding me? 70 points? <laughs> well, look, listen, I, this Dolphins team, like, I mean, I, I wish I had a Super Bowl ticket on them. I know I, I, know I was down on them in, in the beginning and, you know, I, I, it was basically all about Tua getting hurt, but he's not going to get hurt in this offense, okay? He is a... Oh, he's going down next week, boys and girls. No, no he's not. <laughs> no, he's not. As a matter of fact, they play the Bills next week, and everybody's going to be on the Bills, and this is the spot where they get stopped. Oh, you think we'll, so? We'll see. I don't think so. No, no, no. I you d- think everybody's going to be on Buffalo? Yeah, I think, I think all the Sharps will be. All the Sharps will be on Buffalo. Hmm. But here's the deal. I was trying to think of a way to describe what Miami's offense looks like and what it is. Uh, and the only thing that, that could come to my mind, and it's a weird comparison, I'm not, and obviously I haven't heard anybody say this, and if somebody does pick this up in, in a few weeks and start saying it, then it's trademark uh, FGH. But it's it's you know how when Nebraska or Navy or Army is running that triple option and you've got just people going and you got to dive, you got someone diving, you got someone doing a swing, or he can the quarterback can keep it, he can go this way that way. It's basically a just not even triple option, but like multiple triples of options at all times. Except it's not running, it's throwing. It's it's constantly with with swing guys coming behind to a. Sometimes they're they're screaming in front. Sometimes they're screaming behind. Sometimes they come halfway, then jet back out. Sometimes, uh, you know, it, after the snap, you've got someone swinging through that he could that he could uh, you know dump out to the flat. Then you have somebody else kind of going counter the other way into the line that he can shovel into up the middle and the O line it. The line, this is why it's so easy for these teams like the Rams and the Niners and now Miami. It doesn't matter who they have on offensive line because it's the defense is so fucked pre-snap and post-snap that they can just fire off the ball and the defense has no idea where it's going and two is just back there like a symphony just uh, composer just playing it perfect. They are – and I haven't even mentioned – the speed they have on the outside with Hill and Waddle and what they're doing over the middle, crossing routes, in motion. Waddle take... didn't even play. Exactly. Like, I mean, it is sick what this this Mike Daniels, Daniel Daniels, whatever it is, he has taken what, what Shanahan and what McVay have done, and he has taken it to a whole other level. It's fucking beautiful to watch. It is absolutely beautiful the the – just the coordination of everybody going in different directions in and out. And let's not forget, they got the power aspect to it too, because Mostert, Mostert, whatever he, he is a fucking hammer. Like he has put on weight or something because he is bowling people over in the middle through the gaps. I mean, is what a, I don't know how anybody's going to stop them. And I know it's, it's early season. Weather will change it. They will slow down and they won't get 70. Of course, but man, bold prediction right there from Longhorn. But mark that down. Mark not, it down. Take the under seventy next week. Uh, but 
No, I don't. And, and I remember saying, I remember talking about a chain and when we we're doing our preseason pods about how, Hey, let like they just drafted another dude that they don't even really need who has four three speed. And they just, so they're adding him to the mix. I don't know how you stop this offense outside of Tua getting hurt or major, major weather. I really don't. And, and next week it'll be a great litmus test uh, at Buffalo. I think they're at Buffalo. Uh, can't you got to watch that? That that's must see TV. Definitely not the Hello Corner TV game. No. Yeah, that was the biggest takeaway for me on that game was the box score. Like you know, I expected 500 yards from Tua, whatever. And I know he got pulls. He didn't play the whole game, but yeah, A Chain ran for 203 yards. It's 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 they're just it's a beautiful offense. I mean, that's I don't know how else to say it. It's it's remember like when the uh, read option with Kaepernick kind of first like. You, no one could stop it, and yeah. and this and this is the read option mixed in with a a power running game up the middle, mixed in with just amazing speed at receiver, mixed in with some with the best uh, play caller in the league right now. Just the 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 just the counters on counters on counters that he has in this offense is just sick. And think about the fact that the read option works so well with a Kaepernick and an RG three. You know, because they could run. They were a threat, and it still works, obviously, with Philadelphia because, obviously, uh, Hurts can run. Two ain't running. He ain't going nowhere. No. So that's not even – that's not even – I mean, I know it's the look. But nobody's respecting that. So that's one thing they don't even have to respect, and they still have all this fucking shit wide open. I would love to see a spray chart of, like, where his completions are uh, in a game. You know, like, because it's going to be – I mean, from from behind the line to the left to behind the line to the right to little shovels up the middle in different little directions and whatnot, and then all over the field. Besides the deep pass, which they haven't even done that really. Like, thank God he doesn't have a very strong arm to go over the top. But at some point, these defenses are going to start creeping up and trying to figure out a way to slow that down. And then you will see some over the top with with Hill and Waddle. Like, it's just what a nightmare for defenses. Probably the most efficient stat line I've ever seen from a quarterback. 23 out of 26, 309 yards. It's right at 12, a clip, four touchdowns, and no picks. And never touched. He's not going to get hurt. Oh, well, I guess Mike White did better. He was two for two for 67. That's 33 and a half a clip and a touchdown with no picks. So, too bad, Tua. I think you might just found your way to the bench. Yeah, their junkyard, their junkyard or junk time receivers are people like Robbie Anderson, who, you know, used to, used to get a thousand yards like four years ago. It's just, just fucking ridiculous. They are ridiculous and also ridiculous. Denver, you're ridiculous. You're a ridiculous <laughs> franchise at this point. You used to be like cream of the crop. You are now a joke. I now know, I don't wonder anymore how Washington came back and won that game. Uh, All right. In week two. Oh, well, now, I wish we I knew know. that. I wish we knew. Wish we'd have known that going in. Oh my God, their season's over. Russell Wilson, I don't know what you do with. It. I don't know. I don't know where they go. I don't know what Sean Payton does to fix this. I don't know if there is any fixing it. Uh, for the replays I saw, especially later in the game, the quit on defense was tremendous. Uh, there oh, yeah. was no pride there at all. Ten, you let up ten, goddamn touchdowns. That is almost impossible to do in Tech Mobile, much less. Real life. Holy shit. Yeah, they're fucked. All right, boys and girls, that was the good, the bad, and the are you fucking 
Longhorn, before we get out of here, let's uh, take a little bit of a look ahead to week four in the NFL. What do you got for us? Well, I will say looking ahead to week four, if you're in Survivor and you've already used San Francisco, you're in trouble. I'll just let's just let's <laughs> here look at the slate. It's not it's not gonna be pretty to the Survivor. Uh, I, I think every, I, literally everybody's gonna be on San Fran unless they um, have not used them. But with that said, I have grabbed a few early lines. Uh, that came out today again i just sprinkle on monday very small uh, unit amount and then kind of see where it goes throughout the week but the ones that i grabbed i took arizona plus 14 against those san francisco 49ers i am i'm done um doubting this team now i don't think they're a good team don't get me wrong but i've been watching this team they've been in every game they've been fighting uh i think their win share against in week one against the the skins they, they could have won that. Obviously, they were up huge against the Giants and blew that lead, and then they punched Dallas right in the mouth. Yeah, they, was, they could be 3-0. They they have a positive uh, point differential right now, and they're 1-2. So, very unlucky, yeah. actually. And I, and I watched this team, and I was watching them, and what they're doing on offense, I was like, this is interesting. And it actually made me go down a wormhole of their head coach, who I don't know, and their offensive coordinator, who I don't know. And I didn't find anything when I was going down through their, you know, coaching or where they were before to figure out if they were part of any of these coaching trees like like a McVeigh or Shanahan or anything like that. I didn't see anything necessarily that stood out that it was. But what they're doing on offense and and the way they're using people like Rondell Moore and uh and people and not only that, but people getting wide open, which you just don't see in the NFL besides these really good offensive coaches. There's something going on there with that. Um, now, on the defensive side of the ball, you know, I don't know. You know, like some sometimes you just you just view the roster wrong, and it's not just me. It was everybody. But this, this team fights hard on defense. They're not necessarily good, but they never quit, and they keep trying, and they keep coming. Uh, so, long story short, yeah, I grabbed the 14. We'll see which way that goes. I think it. I think it might have a chance to dip a little bit oh, under. It's, it's already dipping because it was okay. It was fifteen on the early look ahead, and then fourteen and a half, I think, on the official look ahead. So it's already dipping. Okay, yeah. So so I just grabbed it just in case it gets down to like you know thirteen or maybe twelve and a half. Maybe I, maybe I can grab the other side. Uh, the other one, the Patriots plus seven against the Dallas Cowboys. Look. If Dallas is banged up and Dallas is going to struggle to score in the red zone, and we saw what New England did to that Miami offense, which, I mean, what they did, that that tells me they got a really good defense, which I thought they did for sure. So grabbing plus seven with that, come on, that's a no-brainer. And the other one is I took Carolina plus three and a half, uh, and I don't even remember who they're playing, (laughs) but I took them three and a half, so that's who are they uh, playing? Who, yeah, hang on. I was actually looking at that game earlier, too. Uh, One second. I'm looking at I'm trying to find it, too. Uh, they, they are. Oh, Minnesota. Minnesota. They're, yeah. they're at home against Minnesota. And, you know, like Andy Dalton, if he's playing, this, this I love this. Anyway, I mean, three and a half. Like, if Minnesota wins, it's going to be by less than three. So I just grabbed that value just in case that changes later on. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I actually like all those. So, all right, Longhorn, great look ahead there on the NFL. Why don't you tell them about that fabulous website one more time? 
All right, that wraps up episode number. What is this episode number, Bill Steve? Is 153? 153. Yeah, that is it for this one. Uh, go to the website. Like we said earlier, free picks are six and two. They're on fire. You know, we're going to get things turned around on the client side. Speaking of that, click on those buy buttons. You can buy college only. You can buy NFL only. I urge you to buy college and NFL combo. Uh, we have the best prices in the business, and we are going to turn this around. And when you do click on those, we become partners for life in both Cephas in a mostly non-sexual way. People, stop throwing away your hard-earned money on a guessing game. Let the pros do the heavy lifting. So sign up, tell a friend, and join in on the fun of watching football, drinking beer, and never pay a bookie again. Come on. Ah, damn it, people. Never pay a bookie again. Steven Tyler, take a selfie, baby.